Investor Schooling is an education company located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Investor Schooling, the principals or their employees, are not licensed by any regulatory institution. Phil Falcone and Larry Steinhaus are not registered reps of any investment firm, nor do they sell any securities. Their advice is based on their experiences and the experiences of their students. They are not attorneys or accountants, and before using any of their advice, they suggest you check with your legal or tax professionals. To find out more, go to www.investorschooling.com. This show is previously recorded. Now, let's welcome Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone, your hosts for Investor Schooling Live. Good afternoon and welcome to Investor Schooling Live. Coming to you from Investor Schooling Headquarters. I'm Phil Falcone here with my business partner, Larry Steinhouse. We are the founders of Investor Schooling. Get ready to learn real estate investing and stock option investing. Call us anytime during the show with your questions at 855-939-1137. That's 855-939-1137. That's right. We are a live program. So you can call us anytime during our show and we will take your calls. Don't even worry about what we're talking about. Investor Schooling is located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, serving the Philadelphia area in a real brick and mortar building. That's right. We're local Philadelphia guys and we hang out in our offices in Langhorne. We are local guys, accessible to our students, a minimum of two nights per week. If you want to learn this business, that's the business of real estate investing and stock option investing, you want to learn it from people who live it every day. That's us. Yo, Larry, what's happening? What's going on, Phil? I'm just so excited. We're, we're, we're moving right along. We got the building next door. We're building a new studio. I can't wait for the new studio. This morning, I mean, we not this morning, but 15 minutes ago, we actually, one of Phil's mics went out. And I was so I was so upset. I was so worried about it. And, and then I realized, wait, we got some time. I can actually go fix the microphone. And because we're building a studio next door, I had the parts to fix the microphone. Isn't that great that I was able to fix that in five seconds? Yay! It's just like it's just like a, a, a yawn fest on this now, right now. I said yay. <laughs> all right, let's take That's for all the people listening right now and going, "What a boring show!" Do you know somebody called me a guru this week, and I got very upset about it. Stop calling our show boring, or I'm gonna kick you off the show. You know, so somebody said I was a guru. They said you were. They said, "Listen to this stock option guru." They said it in a really nasty voice, you know, because they think these these gurus are, you know, I don't know for whatever reason people think gurus are, you know, bad. You've been a guru for quite a while, and the reason I know is because there's a lot of weirdos that follow you around. And, well, I actually said, "Hey, I'm not the guru. I'm the sultan." Well, same thing. So I had a problem with that. So if you've ever been to, to Investor Schooling, you'll actually get to see the Sultan who comes out 15 minutes before the end of the day or the end of the night. And, and I get to pick out the stock picks. So the Sultan picks out the stock picks. It's a blast. I'm telling you, you will have such a good idea, such a good time. Listen, we already got people trying to pick out, they're trying to pick out stock option plays on Facebook. I'm looking at their, they're, they're telling me about stock option plays right now. That's how crazy it's gone. But anyway, here we go. So what else we got going on, Phil? What exciting stuff do we got going on today? Well, we got some interesting topics to talk about. Want to hear them? I love to hear them. I think that's why we're here, to talk about them. Okay, let's talk about how studying financial topics can affect your income. Ooh. What is the quickest, easiest way to make money in real estate? What is the quickest, easiest way to make money in stock options? 
Are real estate flips a great way to make lots of money? Question mark. Is buy and hold the best way to get rich? Hmm. Hmm. We're also going to get a visit from the stock options Sultan, and he's going to give us some picks of the week. Is he here? Is he here? He's here, but he's hiding in the closet because he doesn't like you. Oh, okay. All right. So um, let me just tell you something right now. We usually do the stock options Sultan at the end of every show. If you want a way to make some real money next week, meaning like Monday, like tomorrow, the way you can do that is listen to the Stock Options Sultan and then go out and follow the picks that he's going to give you. We also had several questions emailed into us this week. Very exciting. One, one, yeah. What? Wait, you know, what I forgot to tell you that that last week we had that contest. Who could name the our old radio show? One of our students, he must have been researching and researching and researching and researching. He didn't actually get the name right, but he gave, he got it really, really close. I'm not sure if Randy's listening, but Randy, if you're listening, call in because I, I, I'm still on the fence whether we should pay you for this or not, but I want you to say it. If you got it, we're, we're going to talk about it. So, Randy, if you're listening, call in 855-939-1137. I know you called me yesterday. I told you we'd be on the show today. 855-939-1137 and see if you got the name of the show. But if somebody calls in before you do with the name of the show, they're going to win. It's a $100 bill, and today's the last day you can win it. And some guy on Facebook just said that it's the stock option Sultan and the real estate Raja. No, he doesn't know. It's the property pimp. Put your hat on, Phil. Uh, not at the moment. It interferes with my microphone. Oh, it does? Okay. The, the lip of the hat is like gigantic. It's well, like 20 inches in diameter. Well, at least put it on just so the guy on Facebook can see what you look like in the property pimp okay. hat. Okay, let me finish reading the script. All right, we just go ahead. So we had three questions emailed <laughs> in. One was, do you need a serious plan if you plan to get rich? I like that question. Yeah. That's almost like the kind of question I would write. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then another student or somebody who listens to the show wrote, did student housing suffer during the pandemic? Hmm. Did could, student housing suffer during the pandemic? Yeah, oh, we could talk about yeah, that. Interesting. And the third question, which I also like, we got three really good questions in. Does watching HGTV make you a better investor? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like another question I might write. <laughs> but uh, so that's what we're planning on talking about on the show today. You want to get started on any one of these? Let's let's get started. Any one in particular? You want me to just go down there? No, I want you to go pick that. Pick out any one that you think is the most important one to you. All right. Well, the first one is pretty important. You know, if you study financial topics, will it affect your income? Well, it's it's a blatantly obvious yes, but I think the idea here is to talk about it. Look, you know, there are people out there who, who all they want to do is talk about their weekend or something that they're going to do on the weekend or, I don't know, maybe what bar they're going to go to or whatever, whatever they're into. Well, how convenient that we should talk about these topics because we are on a talk show. What? <laughs> I don't quite understand where that went. Just keep going. Why did you interrupt me for that? You interrupted me in mid-thought because of I that. I like to interrupt you. I, yeah, but, you know, I, I have trouble already concentrating, and now I've already forgotten what we were talking about. We'll start over again. Like, All right, ask the question again, then. How will studying financial topics affect your income? How will studying financial topics affect your income? Well, it's a blatantly obvious yes. Did I say that already? It sounded like I'm repeating myself. Can't you remember what you said 45 if, seconds ago? If I can remember what I said 45 minutes, seconds ago, you wouldn't have had to repeat the question, remember? 
The only right. thing I can remember are things that are important, like you know, like like things that are important. You know, that are things that are important, like my turning my phone ringing. off. You believe my phone just rang when I silenced it already? How are you going? How could that be? You're a talk show host. You can't remember the topics. You you can't remember to shut your phone off. I mean, come on, man, get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> Come All on, right. man. Back that's, to that how was, that's that that's that president's statement, right? Studying financial topics. All right, but so, okay. So if will you, it affect your income? <laughs> yes. What you concentrate on, <laughs> what you concentrate on, is what you will get results with. So whatever you're concentrating on at the moment, you're going to get results with. So sure enough, if you're studying financial literacy or any type of financial income or literacy, you are absolutely going to change your life. I've noticed some amazing changes in my life since I started studying financial literacy. Some of them just kind of happened. It was got odd. I actually last every once in a while I go through my 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 net worth just to see my property values and see what they go. You know, it adds up to my net worth, but I was putting my new property values because they've all gone up substantially in the last year. And I noticed that, you know, just in three months, my property value, the amount of the amount of uh, uh, the, the amount of equity I have in my property, just the equity alone, went up a half a million dollars in the last three months, which blew my mind. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, sure. I haven't uh, taken a I, I have like an Excel chart and all the buildings that I own are on this Excel yeah. chart. Sure. And the all I have to do is go in and adjust the numbers accordingly if I think that they've gone up in value. I adjust the numbers and then the chart just gives me a total at the bottom for uh yeah, same thing, right? Yeah, I do it. I do just, it with Excel as, as well. Right. Absolutely. I also noticed that, you know, I keep, you know, because I keep paying my equity down. I'm sorry, my, my loan down, my loan balance is down. They also went up as well. I keep that thing too. By the way, if you have any questions, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. We love to hear from our callers. So please give us a ring. And Randy, don't forget, if you're on, man, call up with the name of the show and you might win. You're close. You were close when you called me yesterday. All right. Don't give him any clues. I I didn't actually. He was really close though. He he was close, but I don't think. But he didn't quite get it. The chart that I use to track the equity, I call it the equity tracking chart. No way. Yes, a fascinating name I gave it. What an awesome name! Uh, Did did you think about that name all by yourself? It's, (laughs) it's a, it's all you had to do is say you buy a new property. You just put it in there, right? What did you pay for the property? How much do you owe on the property? And the chart just adds the equity right to the grand total. It's very nice. It gives me a warm, wonderful feeling. You should you should sell that concept. I bet you somebody would buy it. It's just an Excel chart. Oh, is it? But I oh. get a warm, wonderful feeling every time I see my equity go up 50000 I just thought you were brilliant because you knew how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Stop being... Uh, Annoying. Annoying? Pandering? Yeah. Or I'm going to make Randy my (laughs) co-host. You can make Jamie your co-host, too. All right. What is the quickest, easiest way to make money in real estate? The quickest and easiest way to make money in real estate. Um, I'm thinking, you know, break the glass, enter it, and rob the contents. Let's go back to the last question for a minute. You didn't even talk about what are some of the financial topics that we discuss at the school. Oh, is that, what, is that what you were leading? I think that it's important. Well, of course People it is. are probably out there going, what the heck are the topics? You didn't even tell us. Well, some of the things that we teach at the school or anything, of course, we teach real estate investing. We teach stock options trading. By the way, we've identified 17 different ways. I'm sorry, 13 different ways to invest in real estate. And three of them, you don't even have to own any real estate, which is kind of cool. We also identified 17 rules for stock options trading. So you can have these 17 rules, and they mitigate the risk. In fact, we have students over and over again. We had a student yesterday. We had this, we did orientation yesterday, 
And we had students making $35,000, $40,000 in six weeks. What the heck? That's amazing to me. I'm blown away by that, and, I t- and we're teaching it. Good. And then we also teach IRAs. We teach uh, self-directed IRAs. We teach Roth IRAs. We teach life insurance. We teach mutual funds. We teach annuities. And understand that we don't sell any of these things. So when we're teaching them, we're teaching them from a point of view that is purely educational. In fact, if you wanted to buy an annuity, we can't even sell it to you. We would just say, hey, you know, go find somebody who sells annuities. Uh, we might have people we recommend, but we don't really care. We don't make any money off if we recommend them. We don't, it doesn't matter to us. We have, I have even gotten on the phone with some of our students' financial, what they call uh, financial advisors, you mean the people who sell, who sell these products. They call those people financial advisors, and frankly, they're everything but financial advisors. By law, they're everything but financial advisors. I'm going to go on my you know financial makes advisor me, rant. You know what really makes me sick is these commercials about, I'm a fiduciary, and I only do well if you do well. Yeah, I'm a fiduciary, and, and the fact is the law actually holds their hand and says they can't tell, suggest things that they don't sell. That's ridiculous. I can't stand those commercials. They really, I'm, I'm probably going to vomit pretty soon in the I future. I know, right? If I have to, I got, see, I got, like, I'm on CNBC, I'm on Fox Business almost all day listening to what they're talking about, and those commercials just really irk me. Hey, let's talk about the conversation we were having before the show opened. Which one was that? About capital gains and the, oh, yeah. and the effect. And Joe Biden. And the effect on the market. What do you what do you think about all that, Larry? I love Democrats when they're in office. You should see Phil's face right now. Why do I love Democrats when they're in office? Because they make really stupid policy changes, or they announce stupid policy changes, which aren't, which don't always happen. Most of them don't happen. Like Joe Biden the other day, oh, we're going to tax people, what what was it, 39%? 39% for people making over a million dollars? There's so many pieces to that that people don't understand that it fascinates me. But the greatest thing it did for us the other day was it created a buying opportunity because the stock market started to tank. What we did was we, we actually all went into Zoom. By the way, I was listening to the show yesterday, and I was dead on. I hit everything. I hit everything on last week except Facebook and Apple did not come down enough. Did you make any money on Facebook this week, Phil? Did you play a Facebook at all? No, I sold mine originally back when it was at two eighty five, and I have not reacquired right, right. it. I grabbed a little bit of Facebook this week and sold it. Sold it yesterday. It was a small profit. Was, I think it was ten or twelve percent profit, but it was nice to have it in, in you know two day profit. But it didn't. It didn't go down as low as I wanted it to. But everything else happened. Uh, Zoom, Alibaba happened. We we I hit all those plays that I called last week, and and I said that that Zoom was the time to buy. But what happened on I feel like it was Wednesday, when Biden announced that they you know he's going to go after people making over a million dollars and thirty nine percent taxes. Blah blah blah. The stock market tanked right after he said that. It went down three hundred thirty points. Uh, the Nasdaq was I think it went almost two hundred points down. And I had sold my Zoom that morning at, I think it was a 35% profit. And I am bought it all back that afternoon. And by Friday, I sold it all again at a 17% profit I sold, in two days. I sold my Zoom as well on Friday afternoon, at the, right, right at the close of the market. Yeah, it was, gr- it was right. a great day. I made some nice money off of it. So that, I intend to get back into it because I think we still have plenty of time there. Yeah, I'm actually hoping it drops below 3.30 tomorrow and we get it again. And the interesting part was, remember I said that Bitcoin was the tell? Bitcoin was the tell. It actually said it, but now Bitcoin has settled in right around 50. But Ethereum is moving up nicely. So I, I actually th- I actually equate Ethereum to silver and Bitcoin to gold if you're a, if you're a, a, a crypto player. I'm not much of a crypto player. I just bought some for fun. 
And sure enough, my Ethereum is doing really well, just like my silver is doing really well. well. We could we could probably get right back into Zoom again on Monday. Oh, I actually I actually I'm hoping tomorrow. But I got to tell you what happened to me. I missed. I didn't realize. I, I check all my accounts on Friday. At, I usually check all my accounts Friday at three o'clock to see if I have any options that are open, any plays that are expiring that day. And I must have missed one. I just got a seventy-five thousand dollar margin call on Alibaba. Oh well. <laughs> so for you guys who don't know what a margin call is basically what happened was i because because i owned the option to buy the stock and i think it was 230 the stock closed at 232 my account forced me to buy it at 230 i usually sell the option in time don't have to worry about it i missed this one i just missed it it happens to be even odder it happens to be in my roth ira which means i can't i can't even contribute the 75,000. in other words i can't I can't put seventy five thousand into the Roth IRA because if I put seventy five thousand into the Roth IRA, I will I will be beyond my contribution for the year because the contribution for the year is seven thousand. So I can't even do that. By the way, I already put it in for this year, so I can't buy anything. And so I have to now sell the Alibaba that I bought on Friday, pay some interest on the seventy five thousand for a couple of days. I'm not worried about that. My concern is if Monday Alibaba goes down five or six points, I lose a lot of money. So the worst, the worst that happens is I'll lose a couple of bucks because I did that. I'm really hoping that Alibaba opens up five points high and I get the five points on top of uh, on top of what I got, and I satisfy my margin call. I haven't gotten any slaps in the wrist for, for margin calls. I probably that probably happens to me three or four times a year that I miss one and I get a margin call. The worst one I ever got was a five hundred fifty thousand dollar margin call, and it was hysterical. It was just the same thing. I, Facebook happened to hit, and I happened to have to buy the stock, and I just sold it the next day. So it's not a big deal. It's just kind of fun to it's funny to look at your your thing and get an email from TD Ameritrade that says you're at a margin call of $35,000 take care of this immediately I'm like yeah I know I could do it Monday so your your whole philosophy is is that because the Democrats come out and announce what they're going to do it creates buying opportunities correct it creates right. buying but opportunities it worked Absolutely. out good for you because you were sitting at your laptop at the moment that happened well don't forget that we also teach our students to set alerts in their in their app okay and I, those I understand that I'm just saying that's not a reason to uh you know, will create buying opportunities. Sure, there's buying opportunities in every market, right? What about the what about the tax implications, right? Raising, okay, raising the capital gains right. tax specifically address yep. that. What you certainly yep. don't love that. No, I absolutely don't. And, and, you know, and of course I was mean I was, I really wanted to get your go going a little bit when I said I love love it when Democrats are in office because I I personally don't like Democrats in office okay. at all. But I, but it's just fun to watch the stock market get manipulated by the things they say. Now, I will tell you also that so far this year, I just did this calculation this morning. So far this year, I've made $110,000 in income that I will never pay taxes on. Yeah, that's cool. So that's what we need to do. Is you need to learn how to, use, how to use your IRA, your Roth IRA, how to convert an IRA to a Roth IRA at the right time. And that is what we teach here also as well. I don't have any, any, uh, any IRAs anymore. I only, have, I only have, at this point, I only have... Um, uh, what was I going to say? I only have uh, Roth IRAs. I don't have any regular IRAs because I converted them all. So we have Scott. Maybe it was Scott that I was thinking. Maybe it wasn't Randy. Maybe it was Scott. I think it was Scott. Oh, boy, I've been calling out for Randy. Hey, Scott, what's going on, man? All right. Hey, Mr. Phil Falcone and Larry Stein. The, uh, yeah, that, St Steinhouse. Maybe it's not you. It is me. Are, are you a student, Scott? Yes, I am. Okay, so w was it you who called me yesterday? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. I kept I kept thinking it was Randy. It was you. Okay, great. So, right. what what is the name of our old show? Addicted to real estate. He's almost there. 
Should, sure. should we hold him out for well, the last word? Let's wait and see. We got to hold you out for the last word, Scott. There's one more word at the end of that. If you get it, you got the hundred bucks. Addicted to real estate. Do a show? Come huh. on. Addicted what venue are we estate? on? Oh, uh, twelve ten a.m. <laughs> no. Oh, the radio. Oh, radio. Real estate. The radio. Ah, oh, take that. There's only one word, not two words. Oh, radio. So say the whole thing. Last chance. Say the whole thing right now. Addicted to real estate. Radio 1210. (laughs) No. You're wrong. (laughs) Come on. All right, let's talk a little bit more. I'll give you a hint, all right? We weren't on 1210 at the time. Oh. All right. Wait, let's give him one more chance. One more, one more chance. Oh, gosh. Addicted to uh, real estate on, what was it? Um, One word. uh, Just one word after that. Just, I think it was radio. Five, four, three. Say the whole thing. Say the whole thing. One. Addicted to real estate. What? Oh, come on. He's got to say it. Jamie wants to know if you can call a friend. Yeah. Come on, say it. Awesome. Say the whole thing. Come on. Let's, let's keep real going. Estate. We got stuff to yeah. talk about. Oh, here. man. Yeah. I can't believe he's, he, he said it. He just can't say it all in one sentence. All right. So let's talk about what something else. You got, you got wait, wait, he's still on the line. What are we doing here? You got three seconds. One, two, three. How about Phil Shelby and flipping uh, Philly? Phil. Whack it. Right. Cut him off, Glenn. Cut him off. All right. So let's talk about with these capital gains being increased, with the taxes being increased, a funny thought filtered back into my mind. And that is, Phil, buy a property in another country. Buy a property in another country? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Whenever, now, that is an odd one. Why no, would you want to buy it's not that odd to me. Okay, why? Okay? Because I went through eight years... Of Obama, right? right? So you want to buy a, you want am, to buy a property in Kenya? And now we have another president who is is going to following right back into those footprints again. And I think it's a wonderful time for me to acquire a piece of property in another country, such as Belize, um, where I live in Florida, in Sarasota. Belize is almost directly across the Gulf of Mexico. All I need is a, a boat that can make the trip or a, sa- a boat that is a motorboat and a sailboat. Okay. It's a 500-mile ride uh, straight across the Gulf of Mexico, and I can slide right into the dock where I keep my boat in Belize. How's that sound? I think that's great. And actually, you know, I'm I'm looking for a sailboat right now, so that might actually make make sense that that uh, you know, maybe we can make something happen there. Yeah, I actually think it would be a great so idea. Now, I, I'm not like a doomsday guy. I am a guy who who believes in a lot of conspiracies, but I would tell you this: just having the ability to escape the United States, should I deem that necessary, is something that I'm very interested in. So you're thinking about you need to escape the United States. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that by the policies of this current government, 
to me, it's almost like they're trying to destroy us. So nobody could be this dumb. They're trying to destroy us, which is what you know that socialism is just another word for, for communism, okay? And control. It's all about control and stealing an election, stealing the money. Oh, we're going to spend $3 trillion on infrastructure, but 22% of it is actually going to fix anything. Yeah, right. The whole thing, to me, is looks like a purposeful collapse of the United States. Yeah, it, it, and it may be. And, you know, this is one of the reasons that we tell you guys to, you know, uh, hoard silver, hoard gold, and cash. You know, it's funny. I say people, I tell people to, to hoard cash, and they don't understand it. You know, you, you ever hoard hear, weapons and bullets well, as of course, well. of course. Have you have you ever heard of somebody who, like, they die, and then their family finds, you know, $100,000, $200,000 cash in, in uh, jars in the garage or something? Have you ever found that odd when you've heard stories like that, Phil? I haven't heard too many stories like that that have actually come true, so no. Well, I, yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen it several times. And the weird part is I never understood. I'm like, why would anybody do that? And then I realized, I'm starting to think, what, what's going on right now? That's exactly why they would do it. They want to have pe money hidden aside in case the government comes after their money, in case come, come, comes after their bullets, their guns. So everybody hides certain things. In case this happens, we've gotten way off topic on in, on money, but I have to tell you, this is what we do. Where we teach you how to be a financial prepper, we teach you how to not pay taxes, we teach you how to keep the things that you've always wanted and get the things that you always wanted. Hey, we had a guy in in, in school the other day, and this we, we were talking about what we would do if we had a million dollars, and the one guy was talking about buying a specific Mustang, and we had to give him permission to go buy it. <laughs> All right, so um, oh, now I got it. It was so it was it was Scott and Randy. Randy is the son. I think Randy's gonna gonna get a second chance here. Hey, Randy, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Did you did you did you figure it out after we told after we told your dad like over and over and over again what the answer was? And he just couldn't say it. Say this shit. You say this. Yeah, addicted to real estate radio. Yay! Ching. You win, man. You win. I, I got to play four side effects, four sound effects on that one. It's just so exciting. Addicted to real estate radio. That's exactly what it was. And we were on that. We were on that show about four or five years ago, and we had a blast with that show. But this show's so much better, and, and we just look so much better on this show, don't we, Phil? Congratulations. All right, now, Randy. Gotta, why don't we go to commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna start talking about some things that can make you money. And Randy, next time you're in class, we're gonna hand you that hundred dollar bill. Yes, we will. Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class in Langhorn this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. So get your butt to this meeting, 7 p.m. this Thursday night, Langhorn, 215-876-3002, Investorschooling.com. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. You heard my partner, Phil Falcone. 
will tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. Be there this Thursday night at 7 o'clock in our Langhorn headquarters. Go to InvestorSchooling.com. Pull over right now. Take out your phone and go to InvestorSchooling.com. RSVP right now. InvestorSchooling.com. See you Thursday. Welcome back to Investor Schooling Live. That's right. That's the name of this show. It's Investor Schooling Live. So if it's 10 years from now and Phil are gonna, and I are going to ask you what the show was that we used to be on, it was called Investor Schooling Live, which is today. It's kind of confusing, right? Now, we could start a contest right now on what the new show is going to be that's called. That's true. You know what it's going to be called? No. Investor Schooling from Belize Live. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I ain't going to Belize. Okay. But we are talking about another show, which uh, we'll, talk, we'll announce probably in about a month or so. Anyway, if you have any questions, give us a call at 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. Hey, I'm wondering if Randy and Scott are going to split the $100 now. I because, don't know. Because, you know, one helps the other. Why don't you just let that ha Don't interfere yourself with family issues. I, I think that's probably a good idea. You're probably right. You're probably right. So 855-939-1137 is the call-in number. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. Um, too late. The contest is now over. We had our winner. Yay! All right. What's next on the list, Phil? So what do you think is the quickest, easiest way to make money in real estate? I said it before. You break glass and you go in and rob somebody's house. Larry, we do not teach robbing houses on this show. Oh, is that the other show? We buy houses. All right. So the answer is absolutely wholesaling houses. And wholesaling houses is a really cool technique. You basically get, you you know, you go see somebody who wants to sell a house, and you get the property under contract, and instead of actually buying the house, you literally sell the contract to somebody else. And you can make money doing that. It costs you nothing to do that, except for maybe some advertising if you're going to get really serious in it. Now, you and I have both had wholesaling companies, and we both did very, very well with it. In fact, uh, you had a we we gave you a big check, didn't we, the other day? Yeah, you gave me a big check the other day, but I also made ten thousand dollars at the end of that meeting. Oh, that's right. With a wholesale fee. That's right, right, right. So, right on Thursday, you had somebody show up right in the middle. He's in the middle of presenting, right? He's in the middle of presenting, and I see these people walking. I'm like, what's going on here? We, you know, these people are late, and they weren't really late. They were just here to see Phil because Phil was going to meet them at the end of our meeting. So they could so they could uh, buy a property from Bill. There was a wholesale deal that you made ten thousand dollars on, right? Yeah. Well, the funny part was that there was a guy buying the house, and he brought his realtor who knew about wholesaling. Right. right? The two ladies, as far as I could tell, didn't have much of an interest in it. They were just uh, they were there to advise their men. Let's say that. Okay. So they, really, they came here. And could you imagine a woman advising a man on financial issues? Don't don't go there. Okay. <laughs> so. Back to what I was talking about, the important category I was talking about was I had invited these guys to come at 7 o'clock. And they're like, no, we can't. We can't make it. I'm like, really? What are you doing? It's so important. It's 7 o'clock. You're going to drive all the way over here. You might as well attend the class. So, of course, they come to the class late around 830. And then they were like uh, pressuring me to, hey, we're the people who came here to buy your property. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, he's going to be done in like 10 minutes or something, right? Make a long story short, we go down to the other office. We go to the other building. Uh, we talked about the wholesale deal. They gave me the check. And then they st their realtor started saying, I got to come back here. I'm really interested in this stock option thing. And he, he even commented that uh, he didn't like the hater 
who was giving you a hard time, and I said, yeah, if that guy had said one more sentence, Larry was going to throw him out of the room. That's true, and, and, and it's funny because we, we do that. <laughs> i got to be careful. I don't know if I want to tell everybody on the radio that if you come here, we might throw you out. <laughs> we do, we I, throw out hecklers. <laughs> I, I often say if you come to a Thursday night class, you're invited to a free class on Thursday night. And if you behave yourself. That's right. Right? If you behave yourself acting in a gentlemanly manner, you may be invited back to a complimentary class, which is on Monday. Now. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. So, so I'm trying to figure this out. So Linda, Linda said, Linda's, my wife Linda, she said that if we go to Belize, she, she wants to go to Belize, and she said she'll do the radio show for me in, from Belize. Do you have something going on with my wife, Phil? <laughs> I just figured I'd uh, goat you a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, one of these topics, uh, how about, what is the quickest and easiest way to earn money in, in stock options? The quickest and easiest way to earn money in stock options? Yeah. It, uh, well, the only answer is to listen to the stock options talking. It's really the only answer. It may be the only answer we want to reveal on this show right now. But, but I, 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 I really don't of, know a better answer. I could think of some other ways. Well, go ahead. I mean, if you want, you want to talk about the description of how you're going to do it, such as such as making money on earnings, earnings season is that, I would what, definitely, is that what you're doing? I would definitely say focus on earnings. Right, yeah. Yeah, focus on yeah. earnings. is usually a wonderful way to make money. But there's so much more to it than just earnings, so it's hard to say. But the reason I said the stock options, and, you know, and we've talked about this before, I'm not always right, but I'm right a lot. And I pick a lot of good stuff, and when I do... People are making money. I mean, you, we had people come here on. Uh, they'll come here on a Monday, and by by Friday, they'll they'll do a stock options trade. By Friday, they're up a few thousand dollars. So, did you see that your wife wants to do your part on the video? Yeah, that's why. Where were you? We just we were just saying that. Well, uh, were you paying attention to me when I said, "What is it?" I only listened to half of what. What's you going said. on between you and my wife? And you changed the topic. I well, want. I mean, you know, is there something I don't know? I only listen to half of what. All you I know said. is I'm in the office all day. You're not here. She's not here. What's going on? And you're the one that gave us an office to share, so I, I can't explain that. Well, I, if I would have only known. All right. How about are real estate flips a great way to make lots of money? I think they're a good way to make lots of money. I think that everyone has a niche. If you want to do real estate flips, go right ahead. You know how many flips I've done? How many? Zero. I've never ever done a flip in my life. In fact, I buy houses, and I know I remember one of your topics, which I actually surprised that I remember anything. I think the next one is is buy and hold. Uh, is buy and hold the best way to get rich? Is that something like that? Was the next question? That's one of the topics that yeah. I often talk yeah. about. So that's who I am. I'm a buy and hold guy. Now I buy properties often that need a lot of work, and then I renovate them. And then after I renovate them, I rent them. I mean, I have a perfect house that right now that I rented the other day, which I rented for a lot of money. I was. I, it was a lot more than I, than I had originally expected, but the market has taken off. Where I bought the house for sixty thousand, I put thirty-five thousand into it, and I'm about to rent it for eighteen hundred dollars a month. I could sell that property for about one hundred and sixty and make a quick buck, but I don't need the one hundred and sixty thousand or the or the or the whatever the uh, the seventy thousand profit. I, I have I actually have no use for seventy thousand right now, which is kind of funny when you think about it. What I have more use for is the income that I'm going to get. I'll make about six or seven hundred bucks a month off that that property. I'll make that. And every year that'll go up because the rents will go up. The property value will continue to go up. And that's why I don't like fix and flips. But occasionally there are times you should do a fix and flip. We, we, we will teach our students to do right. fix and flips 
at times. I would tell you my thoughts on the topic. First of all, I totally agree with your philosophy. Uh, buy and hold is the easiest, best way to get rich. Not the quickest way necessarily. It's a slower way to get rich, but... You know, if you already have income and you, you're, you're fine in your current position, there's no reason to just keep making money on top of money, especially if the government is going to punish you for doing so. That's true. I'm 70000 I'm going to pay taxes on that. Right. And if I hold that property long enough, I could actually borrow against that property and not pay taxes. Exactly. So you can take the piece of real estate and turn it into a little tax haven for yourself. And... Uh, you know, what's, what is a better way than just buying something, sticking a good tenant in there, renting out to those people for 10 years, turning around and finding out that the property's worth two and a half times what you paid for it? It's, it sure is an easy way to get rich. Absolutely. Okay? I personally do not like flips either. However, if I find a deal that if I were to flip it, I would make an outstanding amount of money, let's just say close to 100000 or more. I feel in that situation, I'm compelled to flip it. I must flip it, even if that's not my highest and best use for my time. But the reason I, I love wholesaling is because I think I'm very good at talking to people in the living room. So if I get a, talking to people on the phone, I'm very good at. Talking to people in the living room, I'm very good at. I like talking to people. I'm good at that part. So if you're good at getting houses under contract, then all you got to do is turn around and sell those houses to somebody else and get paid a nice big fat check. And I think that my skill set fits wonderfully in that business. Well, you also are extremely knowledgeable, which is awesome, too. And we teach that knowledge to the students, too. By the way, of course, if you want to learn all this stuff, go to InvestorSchooling.com, InvestorSchooling.com, and you can attend a free class. How much is the class on Friday? I'm sorry, on Thursday, Phil, the, if they show up? The class on Thursday is free. Right. If you behave yourself, the class on Monday is complimentary. Correct, because it actually complements the other class. <laughs> Right? Well said. Yeah, there you go. So so I, I did notice, by the way, I, I noticed this the other day on Facebook. I noticed that some of those fly-in, fly-out companies are back in business. In other words, COVID has not, you know, no longer, they're, they're no longer... Well, they're no longer restricted, I guess, is the, is the word I'm looking for. So, uh, and I noticed that they're back in business again. So, what, what do you think, Phil, is the difference between us and those fly-in and fly-out companies, besides the fact that they fly in, take your money, and fly out? Well, I think the first thing about them is that they make us look wonderful. That's very true. Right? Right? <laughs> yes. So, I appreciate that. So, yes. I'm glad that they're back up and running. Uh, I feel for the people who fall for their schemes now I, I gotta be careful I, I i have to say that i don't believe that what they're doing is schemes okay, i really so don't i believe that they do have a good education i just think that what we give especially for the money is so much better than what they do all right so let's talk about what the real difference is what they do they teach the same stuff that we teach pretty much i, I don't know that they teach stock options Right. I don't know that they teach. It's typically a separate, a separate, yeah, it's a separate right. course. They're right. either teaching stock options, or they're teaching, or they're teaching real estate, or they're teaching financial literacy. Okay. All three are separate courses. But we we invite people to join our school. They invite people to become part of the team. I think just the whole sales premise of being part of a team uh, is disingenuous. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Okay, too. and then what happens is uh, these people want to be part of the team. So they exaggerate how much money they have, and sometimes I think they find that their bank accounts are empty by the time they join the team. 
And the other part about it that bothers me is, is that, okay, so now next thing that happens is, oh, you're going to be invited to all these other seminars, but this one's in San Antonio, the other one's in Seattle, the other one's in Boston. Next thing you know, you're flying around the country uh, seven times a year just trying to learn about real estate where at Investor Schooling, we have a real brick-and-mortar building located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. If you're in the Philadelphia area, you can just come here. You don't have to jump on a plane to San Antonio, and you're going to learn all these things from the comfort of your home using Zoom, or you're going to attend our class, which is much better, to be here in person where you can make connections with private investors and all kinds of other people who might want to partner with you. But our Zoom, I, I do have to say, but our Zoom presentation is probably like no other either. We're not sitting there behind a desk with a headset on going at reading slides. We ha we do a full video presentation. It's like it looks like a TV. I mean, we, we have basically a TV studio here that we use for Zoom. So when, even when you're watching it from home, it's not boring. It's not just some guy in, in, in an X in the middle of a, in the middle of a screen. It's actually pretty exciting. And if you ever if you are far away, Go to investorschooling.com and sign up for the Zoom presentation. I think you'll actually really like it. Okay. Want to keep going? Let's keep going. What's next? Well, the, the, le the next question we already kind of talked about, which is, is buy and hold the best way to get rich? I would say, yeah. And, and so the answer to me is absolutely buy and hold is the best way to get rich. In fact, that's my thought. My thought is I'm going to buy and hold. You know, look, part of it part of what my thought process is, hey, I'm 57 years old, I have no pension. By the way, most people have no pensions anymore. There's very, 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 very few people out there with pensions now. And unless you work for the government or you work for the school system, you don't have a pension. So my best way for me to have a pension is either to put two or three or four million dollars in the bank and draw a with, a with some kind of annuity of 4%. And that, I think, is a complete waste of time and a waste of four million dollars. So I'd rather buy a bunch, a whole bunch of rental properties, and have them pay me whatever I want to pay, whatever they, you know, whatever I can get out of them, two, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars each. Have I don't know three, four dozen of them, and I've got a better pension than anyone else, and I don't care what the value of those properties are, because what's happening is I am now collecting the same amount of money that someone with four million dollars, five million dollars in the bank has. I'm also collecting more money than someone with a pension from the government. And my value goes up, and if I die, my heirs, it's H-E-I-R-S, my heirs, that's a joke for you, Phil. Anyway, my heirs get, not only do they continue to get that income if they want it, or they can sell the properties and get a big, chunky money check for several million dollars where your pension goes to no one possibly it goes to your wife which by the way might be a bad choice if you know how pensions work so it's the absolute best way to get rich and the absolute best way to to transfer wealth to the next generation you look beat up there phil no i'm not beat up at all all right i'm just glad you stopped talking you know, you tell me to talk. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. We're going to go there. We, you, you, we had this whole conversation the other day. You ask me questions, and I say, I'm not going to answer them anymore because you yell at me for talking too much. And now, here you are. We're having this conversation, and I'm telling you my answer, and then you said I talk too much. After the show, I will explain to you what a run-on sentence is. I don't need to know what a run-on sentence is. I know what a run-on sentence is. It sounds a lot like the sentence that I'm doing right now, which I, when I just keep speaking, that's what a run-on sentence is. So don't you ever tell me I don't know what a run-on sentence is. All right. So... Next question that was emailed in to us. You need a serious plan. Do you need a serious plan if you plan to be rich? Yes. <laughs> 
Larry, I will write down Larry says yes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So what kind of serious plan would you get from investor schooling? That's the real question. A serious one. That's <laughs> yeah, a very serious one. <laughs> So there's a number of different things that we talk about here with financial literacy, where you learn about habits that entrepreneurs have and that people who are serious about improving their money situation, these little steps piled on top of one another can turn out to make dramatic changes in your life. We've had students who've bought houses on credit cards. Wait, houses on credit cards? But what about the high interest rate, Phil? I will not be answering sarcastic comments like that. Well, it's, I'm, 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 I'm actually not. Wait, where is to the you host? Where is my co-host of this show? <laughs> where is he? Can I? Can someone else call in? Like maybe Damien? <laughs> Damien, can you call in so I can have someone normal to talk to? <laughs> This is your fault. This is your fault. You yell at me. You should, you should see the conversations we have off the air. And he's telling me that I have a run-on sentence. What he's, do you think about student housing? Do you think student housing <laughs> suffered during the pandemic? I'm going to say it probably did. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to say it did. But here's the, here's the odd part. Remember that most of those people signed leases before the pandemic. So they're stuck in those leases. And their parents co-signed And their parents co-signed it, which is exactly where I was going to go with that. It's exactly right. Their parents co-signed it, which makes it so that which makes it so that, of course, they're gonna they're gonna have to continue to pay it. Now I'm wondering if there was landlords that let people out of their leases or or not, because that's possible that there would be landlords that are out of the lease. We have a tenant who um, used to be with us. He left the building. He went to a different building. Then he came back to us and he said uh, we would like to come back here because he wasn't very happy with his other uh, landlord. Which is and you're really, talking about Executech Suites, right? Now, talking right? about Executech, yeah. right? Right. So we had to knock down the walls of like three separate offices and give him a big space, right? And then when COVID hit, his whole company—I don't know how many people he had working for him, maybe approximately ten people. None of those people have been back to our oh, wow. office even once. Right, wow. but this guy paid a hundred percent of his rent the entire time. Well, that's great. That's, he still that's great hasn't been back to the building. So, but he has a lease for a certain period of time, correct? He does have a long-term lease. Yeah, and, that, and that's right? why. And look, the guy's got a very successful business, right? It's just unusual the whole situation that nobody from the company has been back into the building even once that we know of. Wow, that's amazing. But, well, that's that's great because you know you just turn the lights off and you can save some electric in your in your building. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we we actually have uh, extra vacant parking spots in the parking well, that's lot. That's good. That's and huh? your and your place is just this vacant parking spots. It's hard to park in your place. Well, we got 150 parking spots. Yeah, I know, but I always I always have find it that I have to park around the side or. Well, that's because you drive big giant macho trucks. Okay. If you drove like a BMW convertible, you probably wouldn't have any problem parking. Well, I wouldn't have had any problem with my Mercedes, but my Corvette, I don't want it, I don't want it next to any other cars because somebody might open the door and ding my Corvette. Yeah, I understand. So, you know. All right, the last question. <laughs> Does watching HGTV make you a better investor? <sighs> it... it, it, it 
I don't know. I'm kind of like on the fence on this one. I mean, I, I want to make fun of the HGTV show because they don't give you all of the facts when you when they sell the house. They didn't talk about the real estate commission. They didn't talk about the they didn't talk about the fact that there was interest on the money. They didn't talk about the fact that there were holding costs and, and other problems. And they don't talk about those things. So it doesn't make you a better investor because you don't have all the information. But you never know. You might get a, a good idea from a kitchen design, or you might get a good idea from the frustrations or the, the most of shows have fake frustrations but the real frustrations of working on a project i mean even even us right now we're working on renovating our office because we bought the office next door and i got guys who aren't cleaning up after themselves and i literally went down there today and cleaned up after them because it was driving me crazy to walk down there and find all this drywall and broken drywall and 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 debris everywhere so well eh, you know well i got this question from my wife and uh, she thinks that HGTV does make you a better investor, and I would have to agree with her. Okay, and, and then why do you say that? Because actually, Tammy, one of our students just on Facebook, just said it helps you learn how to stage a house, but can help you sell a house. So what else, what other information did Terry say? Just the fact that um, knowing what is in, okay, what people want. Yeah, and there you go, sure. That, that's a big thing that you sure. get from those shows, okay? I agree with the investing strategy. They don't do any of the creative financing strategies that we use. They don't uh, apparently know anything about that. They just do the old buy it, fix it, sell it. And many times you'll hear them talking about, geez, this deal is going to be really tight. Well, maybe if you knew some of these other creative strategies, <laughs> you could get a much better deal. Yeah, that's true, too. Or maybe they know the creative strategies. They just don't want to talk about them on, on the air. Well, one of the things that's, that's really big from watching HGTV, all right, is in my opinion is knowing what's hot okay using the proper cabinets with the with the things just things like um for example bronze faucets and bronze handles and bronze doorknobs right these things were totally something my wife hated and then all of a sudden it came back into style just just like anything else style keeps repeating itself right so now gold fixtures on faucets and things like that are back in style, and that's what people want. You know, white shaker cabinets, certain kinds of ceramic tiles, or certain kinds of granite countertops that are more popular than others. That knowing this kind of stuff can help your property sell fast. So having an understanding of what the market is demanding in material wise is is a pretty critical thing yeah i i, I get yeah there, there you go I, I love it it's actually great when you said the styles that's a good one yeah because i i get lost in the styles all the time i mean i know i think grays are still in right are gray still in because I, I that's what i keep seeing everything is gray now uh i have seen a lot of that mm -hmm. yes all right so let's talk about uh how about could we get the stock option Sultan in here? I think we're going to have to. Can All we right. get out of here and bring in the, the I, stock I don't have option my, I don't have my stock option Sultan cap, so I'm going to have to let all the, the people on Facebook are just going to have to see me. But everybody on the radio is listening on the radio. That was me leaving and the stock option Sultan coming back in. Stock option Sultan. All right, you ready, Phil? Ready. Zoom, 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 zoom. Zoom is the play. I, I mean, if Zoom can just fall below, if it could go below uh, 330 again, I'm going to jump all over it. And I'm going to tell you what, 
Every time it goes below, below 330, I'm going to buy it. If it comes anywhere near 340, I'm going to sell it. And that's pretty much where I'm going to be at this point uh, until it decides to make its run. Because it's going to make its run up back to 360, 370. It's going to happen. But let's see how many times we can play it before it happens. I love Alibaba. I think it's a great play. Now, you heard me say before that I have a $75,000 margin call on Alibaba. And that's life. It, it, it's the way it is. If you hadn't heard before, I'm not worried about it. It's not a big deal. It just was a mistake that I made in a stock option that I forgot to sell it on Friday. But I believe Alibaba is a 260 easy, 260 play, and I've been telling my students to get out of 250 because let's take the let's take the money and and not have to have any stress. It looks to me like Facebook and Apple are not going to fall before earnings, so we're not going to get an earnings play. It could be some. I don't know. I need to see. Let me see if I could find it. I need to see when Google's earnings are because sometimes Google's earnings will affect. Will affect Facebook. It's usually almost the same day. As yeah, sometimes Facebook. it's a day before, which is a big right. plus. Uh, let me just see real quick. So, uh, so Google's earnings is four twenty seven, and Facebook's earnings is is it four twenty eight? If it is, that's a good thing, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Let me just double check what that is, and Facebook's earnings are. They are 428. Beautiful. Okay, we have a good thing going on here. So here we go. So if Google has bad earnings, and we're going to hope for Google to have bad earnings, hope for Google to have bad earnings, because that night, Facebook's going to go down. You're going to buy it the next day, which is Facebook's earnings day, and you're going to sell it before the end of the day. You're going to hold this option for one day. So make sure you have day trading buying power, because you're only going to hold it for one day. Uh, so that would be a good play. And everyone out there, you guys are all talking about Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat, I think, is a great play, too. I think it's going to hit in the 160s, 170s. But, uh, you know, right now we're buying it, and it's stalling. So the nice thing about it's stalling is the fact that we can continue to add to it at this price because it's actually a good play. And if you're not in it at 130, it's a great play. So that's a great – that's also awesome. What do you think? Anything, uh, anything out there that you want to know about, Phil, that I missed? You know, I've been focusing on Facebook, Apple, Alibaba, and Zoom. Yeah, same thing here. Right. During yeah. earnings season specifically, that's where I'm putting my money. Oh, you know, I'll tell you something else. Uh, this one of my one of the students, one of my students, one of our students actually had something that was a great one, which was a Credit Suisse. And Credit Suisse had a predictably bad earnings season. And the day two two or three days before I bought it, I bought it at uh I bought it at with a ten dollar strike price. And um and you, whatever, and it seems to be going up. I bought a $10 strike price. I paid very little for it. All right, I think we got actually about two minutes because we're running a little over in our show because of the uh, something about the way the show started or whatever. We got a couple of minutes. So, Phil, why don't you take us out? Okay, I want to thank our producer, who is Glenn, Glenn Page. Yeah. And, oh, Glenn, you want to talk about you want to talk about your uh, – don't, never mind. I was going to say you could, you could give your page, but go ahead. All right, so thanks, Glenn Page, for helping us out today. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor on this show, email us, info at investorschooling.com, info at investorschooling.com. Do you have a product like a, you're a mortgage company and you can help investors? Guess how many houses investors buy a year? Probably like 10. How many investors, how many um, uh, homeowners buy how many houses a year? One, right? Maybe one a decade. So if you want to deal with investors, you can you can make some real money here, okay? Investor schooling, you are invited to a free class this Thursday night at 7 p.m. on real estate investing and stock option investing. That's investorschooling.com. And if you behave yourself, we might invite you 
to another complimentary class. 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. You know what? What? you got about 20 seconds left now. Okay. You can listen to our show on 1210 AM on Saturdays at 2 or Sundays live at 3, between 3 and 4 o'clock. We're also on a number of other stations throughout South Jersey, North Jersey, Philadelphia on WWDB, the great Sam Spicer's radio show. We are out of here. Woo!